Hey team, it's Steady State Podcast. Your 30-minute rowing fix, where the water's always flat, the catches are clean, and you can always hear the coxswain. It's Rachel Friedman and Tara Morgan. This is Steady State Podcast. Sit ready. Okay, you excited? I I am, yeah. Okay, well, let's just go. Why should people listen to this episode, do you think? Well, first, I think they should listen because it's just an intro. It's an introduction to us. It's an introduction to the Steady State Network. Um, but bigger than that, we want people to understand what we're trying to do here with the Steady State Network and that we want to make this not about us, but it's about the larger rowing community. We want to fold people in. We want them to feel welcome. And in time, we hope that they also participate. Yeah, we want to make some pretty amazing lineups, don't we? Yeah, lineups. I like that. Right. What's happening with rowing right now? It is nuts. So I know that you have not been able to row, and I have. So it's COVID. So what happened in in your world? Yeah, back in March of this year, I was um, kind of getting ready to get back on the water for the first time actually in five years as a rower. I have not rowed competitively, yeah, in about five seasons. And so I had been uh, training on the ERG and I was so ready to get back in a boat in March. When I found out we weren't going to get on the water, I just turned right back to the erg and uh, i've been lucky enough to borrow an erg from my boathouse and i've had it uh don't tell anyone but i still have it all these months later and um erging has been my go-to several days a week um there are opportunities for sculling around here i just have um not had a great personal relationship with sculling over the years i'm just not very good at it no matter how much i try um so although there are people out on the water here in Washington, D.C., I'm not one of them, and I'm really, really hoping big boats get back on the water in 2021. But I know that you have switched from sweep rowing to sculling this season because you have had that opportunity out there in Washington. Yeah, it's it's been, uh, you had to drag me out there kind of kicking and screaming. Um, I am a team rower. I love rowing because of the team aspect of it. I love team boats. Here on Vashon Island, we're a very small club, only about 40 members. And fortunately, we have a lot of singles, a lot in the inventory. And our coaches came up with, based on the U.S. rowing, return to rowing guidelines, came up with this system that has just been pretty much flawless. Uh, it was a little shaky at the beginning because it was cold and we are on uh, coastal waters or we're on salt water. So the water's fairly cold. So teaching people who are not comfortable in singles in cold water, mm. no one knew how to steer. People were falling out of the boats. How do you think and that's going? Much to my surprise. I'm sure all the scholars out there will say, aha. But much to my surprise, I have learned lessons about how a boat works that it's it's just been epiphanies just yeah. constantly about run, about connection. Kudos to the Vashon Island Rowing Club. That sounds excellent. We're going to have some show notes uh, that go up with this podcast episode and all the episodes, and you'll be able to look at all the links 
and uh, tags and, and things that we're talking about, we'll have a great uh, show notes website to go with each episode. So subscribe today. Hey, Tara, this is Ben Steele. Uh, I'm the head coach for the Vashon Island Rowing Club. And my favorite part of the week, uh, kind of hard to choose, but I think it just comes down to watching the kids, you know, set in, hit their goals. And it gives them that sense of normalcy that they need right now in these strange times of the pandemic. And it's, it's nice to see their, uh, their reactions when they finally get that milestone they've been shooting for for so long. Um, hope you have a good week. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Okay. I'm ready for some uh, rapid fire Q's and A's. How about you, Tara? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Porter starboard. I'm bisexual. I can do both. Mm -hmm. As my coach would say, any boat, any seat, any day. Yeah. I would have to say starboard. Bow seat or stroke seat? For me, it's bow seat all the way in a (laughs) port rigged boat. (laughs) Nice. Nice. I'm definitely neither bow nor stroke. I am solidly six. Solid six. Solid six seat. Or a middle pair in a four. Yeah. I love, someone described six seat as the strokes bodyguard one mm. time. Preventing those thoroughbreds in the bow four from rushing up on the, on the stroke. I like being in the engine room. I like being in the meat locker, you know, and, and, and get really, and just go to work. Yeah. yeah. Salt water or fresh water? So fresh water. I have had very little opportunity to row on salt water. Yeah, I hadn't rowed on salt water except for going to San Diego Crew Classic. Yeah. uh, Which is whoop, whoop. What a great event. Um, But now that I live on in an island in the Puget Sound, you know, it's all salt water all the time, you know, and here it's jellyfish and (laughs) seals hunting salmon. You know, (laughs) there's a lot more going on. Okay. Uh, Head race or sprint race? Oh, sprint. Head all the way. No. (laughs) I like the slog. Yeah, that makes sense with what you were saying about getting in the boat and working hard. Yeah. Uh, For me, it's just always been like a bunch of work, a few minutes, fast twitch muscles, hold on for dear life and done. Wow. Yeah. I mean, this is a whole discussion. We can have another time about the mentality there behind that, right? Sitting and working for that long through a head race, which is something that I think I am really challenged with and become exponentially more challenged with like the older I get. Right. I'm a counter. I count strokes. Yeah. And in, in just in the last two seasons, I started to do one, three, five, seven, nine, two, four, six, eight, ten. One, three, five, seven, nine, two, four, six, eight, ten. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's pretty it's good. So meditation. I, <laughs> well, I find that on the erg, right? I've been erging so much that there is a ton of counting going on. Um, and I break it down in so many different ways. Seconds, minutes, stroke counts. Um, but yeah, it helps. Favorite Cox command to receive or give? Okay, you shoot out of the gate, sprint race, start sequence, 20 high. It's that 19th stroke, that, or the 18th stroke, where the cock says, in two, lengthen. Yeah. One, two, 
the best stroke of the race, hands down. Yeah. Hands down. And yeah, if you call it perfectly, you know, as a coxswain, if you don't call that perfectly, there is hell to pay. Yeah. People want to know it's coming. They want to know that it's, they can lengthen and relax. And there's a certain like Mm, good feeling that happens on that 20th stroke yeah yeah going from a 38 to a you know 32 and just cruising yeah and when the crew hits it that's what's exciting too if they don't hit it it's a giant mess and you get frustrated but uh, when the crew's really got it that's one good stroke we used to call that our stride stroke oh yeah i love that we use that um we use that mostly in sprint racing but it was a stride stroke yeah yeah, I had a coxswain like that at Conover who would just yell, stride! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, what's the last one? Uh, one piece or two piece, so uni or trow and tank? Two oh. piece, all the way. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, I think this says a lot about people if they're a one piece or a two piece. Interesting. So yeah. you're a two piecer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like the I like the ability to uh, pee as oh, needed. True, that is true. Because <laughs> there's you know pre race warm up. Yeah, uh, it really I think for me it depends on the trow and it depends on the tank. Uh, I've had some very ill fitting both of those and it just is not comfortable for rowing or you get you know a little bit too self conscious about it. The uni for me is just, you throw it on and you don't have to think about anything rolling. You don't have to think about anything riding up, but it took a long time for me to be like, yeah, I'm walking around in this thing. <laughs> there is some boldness. For, <laughs> boldness. Here's the thing. How do they convince 13, 14 year old mm-hmm. junior boys, especially who would normally wear their pants like down around their ankles pretty yeah. much how do they convince those kids to strut around in these one piece spandex <laughs> i mean and then at the other end of the spectrum of course you know your g and h you know masters rowers just yeah. crushing it yeah just strutting their stuff right yeah. i think at a certain point you just have to say like this is who i am and when you and when you look around here's what i love about masters rowing here's what i love about masters rowing and what i've seen at regattas over all these years is there are so many body types and this is something you and i have talked about a ton so to be concerned that you aren't six foot and jacked or five nine and slender you know everybody's different and we have seen middle-aged moms we've seen dad bods but everybody just on race day you just put that uni on and you go and you walk around the regatta site and it is what it is we're people we have bodies and they all work and they all win races you know and there's never a discussion about it it's just like that's what makes that person feel fast yeah that's what makes that person feel powerful yeah right? That's true. Yeah, it is true. And I love that. It's just, you, you really own that. And, you know, nothing's better than a good fitting uni. And, you know, if you just feel like you're rocking it, then I think everybody does. It's like, 
I always I love that conversation with Learn to Rose students because they're always like, so when do we have to start wearing spandex? <laughs> yeah. Right. And you're like, you never actually have to wear spandex. But yeah. US, I mean, I think there's rules at Brigada's like you all have to look the same, except in like yeah. weather. And it's exciting that first time the whole team gets together in their unis. Like you feel you're a part of something. Yeah, it's definitely a uniform, but I mean, who would have ever thought that you could get like, you know, a 60 year old, like post divorcee, you know, mom of three to strut in a yeah. skin tight, you know, one yeah. piece. <laughs> we know from working in master's rowing, uh, even in juniors rowing, that there can be massive differences in height, ability, mm -hmm. flexibility, interest, you know, so these are all the people that we want to chat with. Absolutely. For sure. Okay. So we're going to wrap up. Um, oh, oh we, we have one more rapid fire question. Um, oh. Coffee before or after practice? Oh, yeah. So I'm not a coffee drinker. That's kind yeah, of me neither. Yeah, I'm not a coffee drinker. And that goes back to um, when I was a little kid. I'll give you a quick little story. I was a little kid. I was staying with my aunt and uncle. And it was summertime and I was running through their house and there was a glass on the table and I was like, mm, chocolate milk. <laughs> and it was iced coffee. And I was like seven. It was the worst thing I'd ever had. And so to this day, I cannot drink coffee. So for me, wow. no wow. coffee before or after. Uh, I have become um, a little bit of a fan of um, a product made by a company called Isogenics. Uh, and basically, it's a powder you dump in with water uh, for uh, uh, helping you out through workouts. Um, I'm, I don't do those sort of supplements really at all otherwise, but this one I like a whole lot. Um, splash it in with some uh, water and green tea, and it gives you just a little extra oomph through, through practice. And I like it for the recovery um, effects as well. Um, nice. But you're not a coffee drinker, so what are you into? I, I have been in the past. Uh, I do uh, black tea, hemp milk, a little bit of honey, uh, just every morning, no matter what. If it's five o'clock in the morning and I'm walking down to the boathouse, it's it's there with me. Um, and uh, I've always been that way. But one of the traditions around coffee and rowing is the post-practice coffee yes. hour. Yes. Right. So if you'd like to chime in on whether you are a pre-row coffee, post-row coffee, or no coffee person, you can answer that question that was posted recently on our Instagram and our Facebook account. And if you're listening to this three months after the fact, uh, you can still scroll back through our feed and chime in on your coffee preference uh, related to that. Speaking of getting in touch with us, we'd love for you to check out studystatenetwork.com. Uh, to grab any links that you may have missed during today's episode, plus extra links that we didn't even mention uh, that we just have queued up that we wanted to share. If you want to see a picture of Rachel's ERG setup in DC or a short video of Tara's mine attempt at rowing a single, and then most importantly, to join our Patreon community, visit our website, studystatenetwork.com. Okay, you ready? Mm, yeah. Ha <laughs> ha
Steady State Network is a media group bringing together real-life rower experiences through podcast conversations, website musings, and a curated quarterly magazine. Join us as a patron, writer, artist, podcast guest, and fan. It's rowing for the rest of us.